0: Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Block Talk Radio, the soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself and your host for the evening Mr J R Diggle
1: yeah.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome tonight to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us tonight. Right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Those of you that have joined me tonight uh, on this very special edition of Hope and Healing, uh, we started an hour late, of course, in lieu of what we were anticipating the decision the decision from the grand jury with the Ferguson case there uh, uh, involving Michael Brown uh, the 18 year old who was gunned down uh, just about uh, back on August 9th, it was. And so, uh, you know, it's so interesting tonight uh, that uh, once again, we feel like we've gone through this before in this country when it comes to injustices, especially those that unfortunately that involved young black males. We have, uh, we have got, so much, so much to uh, be concerned about here in our country, in our society. You know, whether it's a Trayvon Martin, whether it was uh, the uh, Eric Garner, or Garner I believe it was there, who was uh, basically killed by the police officer because of a chokehold that was totally uh, uncalled for, or whether we're dealing with just uh, just a fury of cases we're going way back to Rodney King and before, we're dealing with some injustice. That is happening in this country. That is way too sad. Now, let me say this to you: Those of you that are listening to me tonight, uh, our show is normally around the issue of domestic violence, and we're normally talking about the impact of domestic violence. And we'll probably get there at some point tonight. But one of the things I want to say to you tonight that is so crucially important is the fact that when we continue to see injustices of this sort take place, it reminds us, to us as a people, how far. We yet have to go. This is uncalled for. I think that regardless of how it's sliced, we cannot continue to expect a community and a people to heal. When we're constantly being told, don't believe what you hear, don't believe what you see, believe what we tell you. I think that is the underlining message that has brought so much hurt in this so much disappointment have happened. It sends the wrong message to the next generation. It continues to send a message that we're not valued. And it's a sad thing. All over the country today, tonight, people are hearing some things that are very sad. Even now, I just finished my time with the mayor of Revere Beach. We actually watched the decision Together. Both equally shocked and disappointed because of the fact we've seen this story before. It continues to happen. It continues to happen. It bothers us on every hand. And I'm very sad. Tonight, I want your kickback. I want your feedback. Erico three two three seven eight four nine eight five six. That's the number you can reach us tonight. I want your feedback. I want to hear from you, especially those of you that have children, that have sons. How do you take it today? What does it say to you? Do you feel safe? Do you feel that justice is colorblind? or injustice simply has this lens focused on our young black men. I think regardless of whether it was a young black man or a young white man, for that to have taken place in the manner that it did, is certainly sad, Is uncalled for. We cannot continue to allow it to happen. There's a lot of responsibility that must be taken. A lot of things we must do as individuals and yet as community if we're going to see a difference I'm praying tonight for peace all over this country I'm praying for peace I'm praying for peace because it's necessary that we have peace in the midst of this tragedy in the midst of the storm we have to have peace because how much can you continue to show a community and a people the their lives are invaluable. It is a travesty. And I'm just totally disappointed. If you can hear it in my voice, you're hearing the right thing. You're hearing exactly how I'm feeling now. I am disappointed. I am disappointed in the decision. I'm disappointed. Because this has left us once again at a place where it continues to say that your lives are not important, that you're not valued. that's what it says people, and I am hurting I have to say i am I'm hurt because of the fact we've got to do better. I'm hurt because of the fact that we as a people have to stand up and be counted. We have to take some personal responsibility and I know some are going to find this very hard to digest in what I'm saying, but perhaps if we show a better value of our own lives, perhaps if we value our own lives enough that we're not killing one another and that we're not constantly on the rampage, perhaps if we show that we are people of peace and and people uh, of progress and people that love life, perhaps, just perhaps, others will see that as well. Perhaps we've got to be willing, we've got to be willing to do this. We've got to be willing to stand. We've got to be willing to do this. We've got to be willing to take responsibility because until we all come together and begin to stand up against these type of things, we're going to find ourselves on the wrong end of it. And the wrong end of it is uh, it's too sad. It's too sad that we have to experience this. It's too sad. I I pray that they're not that Start up all over again. I pray that that's not the case. I pray that we all will uh, find ourselves in the right place, doing the right thing. I pray that we all will be a part of the solution and not part of the problem. I pray that we all will stand up and be counted. I pray that we all will understand that we have a personal responsibility inside our community, inside our society. I believe this, that we teach people how to treat us. And I believe that we've got to do a better job of teaching people how to treat us. We've got to do a better job of letting people know that our lives are valued and our lives are valuable. And that lesson begins with us. That begins with us and the way that we entreat one another. It is the fact of me being able to say not only am I my brother's keeper, but I value my brothers and sisters' life. Though I may disagree with them on, on certain issues and certain things, it still does not reduce or nullify the value that their lives are. We have a responsibility, people. We have a responsibility. We have one like never before, that we must stand up, be counted. We must do the right thing in this day and hour. Listen, you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin. If you're listening to me for the very first time, I want to say that this show is normally definitely centered around the issue of domestic violence, abandonment, rejection, loss, and grief. And tonight, I feel like there is grieving going on, that we're grieving because of the fact that we continue to see injustices. We're grieving because we continue to see things we continue to see our lives devalued. We're grieving because of the fact we continue to stop on doors and constantly having doors shut in our face. We are grieving because of the fact once again we are not honored. We, we we're not honored, we're not valued and we're not valued anywhere. And so we have to change that picture. It cannot be left in the hands of grand juries. It cannot be left in the hands of system. We have to become the change that we desire to see in the earth. That means that we've got to value ourselves. We've got to value one another inside of all that we do. Area code 323 784 code 323 is how you reach us today. Area code 323 is how you reach us tonight. And it's it's very crucial that we have this conversation tonight. And uh, as you're joining me tonight, uh, no matter where you are tonight, uh, this is very crucial. I think this is a very important matter. I invite your comments tonight. I invite your input tonight because it's very important inside of this. We have to understand how do we turn the tides here. Now, as much as I want to talk about what's happening here in Ferguson, uh This is crucial for all of us. Each and every one of us have a responsibility inside of this. Each and every one of us have to begin to stand up inside of this matter because we're all affected. Listen, I don't know about you. I'm a father. I'm a father of four sons, African-American young men. I'm their father, and as as well as I've tried to raise them and have brought them up in very intelligent young men and things, I have to have that conversation with them, and I have that conversation with them about their lives. Uh, I tell them about the fact of the danger that they face as being young black men. I talk to them about their conduct, if they're ever stopped by police officers or whatever. And as much as I teach them to respect the law, I have to also teach them to be mindful of the law as well. And I know that our president of um, Soul of America Radio is here, Mr. Tony uh, Stallings. I listen. I am blown away, disappointed, but I'm not surprised. And, unfortunately, I shouldn't have to use those two phrases together. I'm not surprised. Uh, you're there in Alabama, Birmingham, and I'm quite sure you, you, you've already have measured the mood there and everything. What say ye about the situation tonight? Because I, I just think that, you know, in, in, inside of this we know that certain things – happens in this country. We understand that it happens. And, and when it's all said and done, once again, I feel like it is some type of measure of value on our lives. It somehow or another sends a measure of value on our lives and who we are. And I am very concerned about that because, of the fact, once again, it tells us that we're not valued. But on the other hand, Tony, you hear me say this, and those of you that are listening, I'm concerned because I, I think we have to teach people how to treat us. And I think that we have to collect do so this is my opinion i think that we have to value our own lives enough that they understand that we're not disposable that they understand that we're not something you throw away but they understand that you can't shoot us down like dogs in the street and go on as business as usual and i think that we collectively both individually and collectively as a people have to begin to change our image and change the way that we even treat one another are you there tony
0: Oh, hey, yeah, Jay, hey, first of all, can you hear me? I hear you, yes. Hey, uh, hello to you and hello to all the listening audience out there. Um, Glad to have you back. I know we had a few problems the last couple of weeks, but we back up now. Uh, The first thing I wanted to say was um, President Obama is now on, so we might be having some listeners listening there. But for those that are listening, he is urging peace because of what has happened. That's what the president is on right now doing. He's he's on wow. talking about maintaining peace. There are things happening in Ferguson. I know you're doing this show and not really privy, privy to the television. There have been gunshots, uh, windows broken out. Uh, they have uh, damaged police vehicles. Um, and I would urge anyone under the sound of my voice, I know we are international, but we're national. I don't know how many people are listening, but listen, we if have you're listening tonight, we are all outraged, we all are, but I would admonish everyone to please be peaceful about this they're They're starting things in Ferguson. they are definitely uh destroying some cars, breaking windows uh there's been gunshots fired, bottles thrown. Don't do that at all. Do not participate in the violence. I'm looking at the scene unfold right now. In front of me, it's really beginning to kick off in Ferguson. Tear gas, protesters, glass broken, don't do it. We are all peeled by this decision, but don't put you, yourself, and your families at risk. That's the first thing I want to say tonight to admonish anybody that's listening, and we do have callers, please encourage your friends, family, and neighbors to be peaceful first. There are other ways to to promote how you feel about it, and I know Jay has already said this uh, earlier about it. But please don't let these pictures on the media, don't let what people are saying con- con- defer you from anything but a peaceful resolution. That's what President Obama was just saying, and that's the first thing I wanted to say uh... tonight, Jay. And as far as your your question in Birmingham right now. I haven't really had anything that we know of that has jumped off. Birmingham is one of the cities that's being watched for uh, some kind of violent activity or some kind of protest activity. But so far, uh, I've been witnessing some pretty atrocious acts on uh, CNN. Uh, it's, it's, It's horrendous, Jay. It's really horrendous.
2: I just turned turn my TV on here and just uh, with the volume down, and just looking at some of the pictures, so I'm seeing some of the things happen, and these are the things that we don't want to see happen. But here's something that we understand: when 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 pressure goes up, you know, eventually the pot explodes, and I'm afraid that that we've been seeing in our community for a long time. This is too soon after the injustices of trade. This. Is you know, with the young man, I think his name was Eric Gaynor, uh there, who was choked to death by a police officer. Uh, basically, this is—we we are constantly seeing these type of things happen, and I think what is happening is that we've done everything. We we, we tried to go to the, to, the, to the government and to fight it, and oftentimes find ourselves uh, at a loss and not finding justice. And, and to a certain degree, yes, we have prayed about it, but we have not followed it up with action. In terms of it you know we can't just say well let's pray we just got to pray but but what happens after the prayer and because I, I'm saying and this is what I'm saying literally is that we have to take it to the next level and the next level is the fact that we know that we cannot fight it that way peaceful protests have always worked for us we have to understand in the words of Dr. King that hatred cannot drive out hatred only love can do that darkness mm-hmm, cannot but- drive out darkness Only light can do that, and we have to begin to apply those type things. And what do I mean? No, I'm saying that we first love ourselves because we've got to love ourselves enough to send a message that we are valuable, that our lives are valuable. And that means that Pookie and Ray Ray got to stop shooting up each other. That means Big John and Little Jeff got to stop shooting up each other. That means that we cannot show a world that we don't value our own lives because they take the lesson very seriously. They take the lesson if if we don't value our lives. They certainly right. are not going to value us, so That's we right. got to do some things that that is very important here because I I need to make sure as much as I, I'm I'm very well you don't hear me be very ticked very very often, but I'm ticked here I, I'm very ticked. Tony, you and I talked a little bit earlier and you shared this and I and I and I definitely was uh I concur with you. I thought that we would probably get more or less uh, uh I thought we would probably at least get an indictment of involuntary uh you know uh, manslaughter, you know, although that wouldn't have even been sufficient. But to say that there was no evidence to indict there was not enough evidence to indict at all? And I'm afraid the message, the wrong message, is being sent. And what do I mean by that? I think the wrong message is being sent because once again, you're saying to us, "Don't believe what you see, Don't believe what we tell you," and that's not enough. We cannot go on that it's too often for us just to believe what they tell us. America has come up short too too many times for us to believe just what they tell us. We have been shown too many times that uh, that the system can't be trusted. So we've got to have something more concrete than that. And yet it's still even in the midst of this, we've got to show some dignity. We've got to show the fact that we're not going to try to drive out hate with hate, that we're going to do it the right way. Only love can drive out hate. Only light can drive out darkness. And we've got to be able to take That you join us here right on the Soul of America radio network right here tonight. If you like to come on, if you like to have an opinion, you like to speak to this matter here, simply call Erico code 323 784 9638. And uh, you can hit number one on your keypad, and we will make sure that we get you on the air tonight. You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. And we want to continue on as I'm uh, looking away at some of the footage that is happening here in Ferg- there in Ferguson and around the country. There's a message. You know, I said something earlier, Tony, that I think is important. You know, I, like yourself, are fathers. You know, you have son. I have, I have sons. I have four sons, four biological sons. And I consider myself a, a spiritual father and a mentor to, uh, to many others, young men. But well, what do we say to them in this day and time? What do we say to them when they're asking a the question, why, when they see these type of things come down? What is it that we say to them? That's the real question. What is it that we say? What is it that we pass on? What is it that we share? What is it that we make sure that people realize that our lives are valuable and that we do count and that we do matter? What are we going to do to to be the drum major of justice? What are we going to do to continue to carry this uh, message that is so incredibly important? What are we going to do? Because it's important that we do the right thing. It's important that we continue to, to lift this banner. It's important that others realize that this matters for us. They realize that this is something that, um, you know, that that is important. This is something that affects people from all walks of life. I really want to hear from you tonight. Area code three two three seven eight four. area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. And so I want to make sure that you come back on uh that you're on the air if you have an opportunity. Uh definitely going to get uh Mr. Stallings back on the air with us tonight. Uh inside of that uh, if you have if you have a opinion, you have a question or whatever, I definitely want you to dial area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight and hit the number one. On your on your uh, pad there, on your keypad, it will get you on the air. One of the things that was quite disturbing to me, one of the things that was quite disturbing to me tonight, is that even before the verdict was announced, I'm getting this alert, this alert, maybe about 15 minutes before, from USA Today that is already telling me that he was not going to be indicted. Now, how is it that they're holding the, 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 the decision? And yet USA is basically put it out there before it even happens that is where my greatest concern is inside of this situation here now we have a caller that is on the air i i'm not exactly sure because your numbers are not showing up but uh but uh but we're going to see if we could uh, get them on the air here in just a second um I don't know, we'll probably get our producer just to see uh, who they are there. But if you want to come on the uh, air, air code 323 is how you get on. That is how you reach us tonight inside of this whole process uh, of addressing this matter. Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness uh, is uh, <laughs> is our show. Every Monday night you'll find us. This night is a special night, special time. We came on at 10 o'clock. Eastern time because, in fact, we wanted to be privy to hearing the uh, decision as far as the Ferguson uh, case, the the Ferguson of Missouri case uh, concerning Michael Brown. And so that's what we wanted to do. And we want to make sure that that happened. Uh, but we want to get you on tonight. If you're interested in your comment or question, we invite that tonight. Erico 323 3, We'll be so glad to have you. And particularly, I like to listen to, I like to hear from uh, uh, mothers and fathers who may have sons, young sons, teenage sons, uh, sons in their 20s and 30s. This is so important uh, and everything. So that is so important. So, uh, uh, we do have a caller. We're going to get him on the air right now. Uh, good afternoon, caller. You're on the air. Hope and healing a journey to wholeness. Good afternoon. Caller, you're on the air. Okay, he was on the air and he dropped the call as That's I was bringing tough, him on. The Jay, air. He dropped off. Okay, he dropped off. Okay. All right. Well, no problem here. We're, we're still open. Uh, one of the things I love to do, you know, and you don't have to necessarily give your name here, but I would love to hear from uh, from callers, uh, whether uh, mothers or fathers, women or men, who have sons. I would like to hear from you, does this does this decision speak to you in any way at all? Does it cause you to be concerned about your son? I mean, if your son is, is happened to be in an altercation, and listen, we're not painting every officer bad. We know that every officer is not a bad officer.
0: Hey, hey, Jay. Yes. Sorry to interrupt you. There's a we got the chat room open. Uh If okay. y'all want to chime in on the chat room, get online and scroll down to the bottom. I see Sarge in the chat room, and he has called to us before with some pretty interesting comments. Sarge, if you're listening to us, go ahead and dial in. I think that was you with all ones. Go ahead and dial in and give your comment. I think we lost you, but if you can get to the chat room, any listening guest, go ahead and register, go to soulofamericaradio.com or call us 323-784-9638 and let's get you on. And uh anybody in the in the in the chat room that wants to speak or uh, uh, have a question for Jay, um go ahead and type it, but you have to be registered first. Go ahead Jay, I'm going to see if that's him on that line.
2: Absolutely. Look like he's back again. So uh, yeah, you can see if that's him that is on that line there. But I think it's so important. So if you're out there tonight, especially if you have a son, if you have a you have a son, especially, uh, I would love to hear from you tonight because I think that it's very. It's got to be very troubling. I mean, for 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 the father who has a son, for the mother who has a son, uh, for the single mother who may be raising her sons or sons or young males and young black males. What does this send? Does this send a message to you in any, in any way? Does it make it complicated for you to really have a conversation with your with your uh, with this young man? Okay. And so it's very important. We've got a caller on line. We're going to get him get on right now. Uh, good evening. Welcome to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. Uh, we're trying to get on now. Just look like we have a little bit of delay there. In getting our caller on the air here. Good afternoon. Good evening, I should say. Welcome to Hope and Healing. You're on the air, caller.
3: All right. Thanks for taking my call. Uh as, as we get through this this tough night, man, and try to figure out what we're what we're going to do going forward, we have to make sure we're solutions-oriented. So, like, I understand the King philosophy and the idea of telling the young people to be nonviolent, but that has to be paired with other solutions. So you have to say, look, Black Friday, don't buy anything. Uh, Absolutely. Thanksgiving's coming up. Uh, treat it like it's a regular day. Like, there has to be some form of nonviolent protest or some form of a weapon that those young folks can use to make sure that not only does this country know uh, that they would not stand for this, but that there are going to be consequences to shooting one of us dead in the street and then playing out a, uh, I guess you could say, a, a comical legal process to where there's, there's not even not even a trial. There's no, There's no indictment, let alone a trial. So when you have things like that going on, you have to make sure the youth are armed properly. And I don't mean armed properly as far as weapons. I mean as far as, doing what they can with what they have, figuring out different ways to, uh, to disrupt uh, a system who basically is telling them that their life uh, is not valued, or I should say our life, because they would treat me the same if I was laying dead in the street. So I'm, I'm just looking at this whole thing. And I, and I got one tough question for you guys. I don't know where y'all going to go with this, but I got one tough question. Go right ahead. If I told you that George W. Bush sent the attorney general down, never made a public appearance, never condemned the police, only told the uh, protesters to be peaceful, never made a real full-throated, I guess you could say, argument for the other side, being the Mike Brown family. What would you have said about George Bush and how are black people going to treat Barack Obama after this? uh, this, I mean, this incident is a failure, and this is going to be on his legacy. And uh, it's sad to see the brother go, uh, go out like this right now, but...
2: It is what it is.
3: We can't prop up something that's not there. He did not show, and he didn't uh, use his political capital that he had uh, to be forceful in Ferguson. He just treated it as he did every other racial event. He'll make a few words, but he won't say anything too inflammatory, and he won't say anything that will put him uh, behind the eight ball from that other side, which we all know is vicious and going to lie and attack him no matter what. So the question becomes, after a while— why the hell would you run from them? You know they're going to do it anyway. So yeah, I'm not, I'm just disgusted with this whole night. Even though this is the the result that I expected to get.
2: You know, let, let me say this. First of all, I really appreciate you. you're right on point. You you you've got some very powerful comments there that I think is right on point, and I want to come in on it, and I also want to I want to I want to come in on that last part about the fact of seemingly that the president is is somewhat absent away from this, and uh, if it was George W. Bush, we'll be raising the holy sand as as we did with uh, Katrina, uh, Hurricane Katrina, and, and and you know, and basically uh, we we held his feet to the fire, and I want to answer that. And I will. But I want to bring on another guest, and I want you to stay with me, caller. I want to bring on another guest. Uh, This guest here, I I actually watched the verdict with him. We watched the decision together. Uh, He's the honorable mayor of the city of Rivera Beach here in Palm Beach County, Uh, none other than my good friend, uh, uh, community leader, uh, and activist uh, himself. None other than the Honorable uh, Bishop Mayor Thomas Masters. Good evening, uh, Bishop Mayor Masters. Thank you for joining us tonight on Open Healing.
1: Well, good evening, my leader, uh, Brother Jay and Always, it's always a blessing to be in your presence and your company, and to be blessed by your great wisdom, knowledge, understanding of the issues as we see them unfold.
2: You know, Mayor, you and I had the opportunity to to actually sit together in your office, and we and we watched the uh, decision come down. And uh, if we were betting people, I lost the bet. You you told me before we even started, you told me that he would not be in, uh, that it, he would not be indicted, and I was looking on the side of hope and optimism inside of it. And you told me it wouldn't. But I don't know where you're on when our caller just a few seconds ago, he raised some real good points. And, you know, know, uh, myself being born and raised in Selma, Alabama, very, uh, very, uh, you know, uh, familiar with the whole process of of peaceful protests and and the the way that Dr. King taught us. But I think I heard something from our caller. He's still on the air, so you feel free, free to jump in. I still have him on the line. When he mentioned something about the fact that though we know that, it is time that we take it another level yet remaining peaceful, but now, beyond our marches, how do we collectively galvanize our efforts to speak, to speak in a way? And he suggested that we have to find a way to speak economically. We have to find a way to say, listen here, if you don't value our lives, then maybe you will value or appreciate the fact where we remove ourselves out of the process, when we decide not to Uh, do business on Black Friday, when we decide not to patronize certain things there so that they can feel it inside of their economics. And I think that's a very powerful uh, thing because I think that as time has changed, we've got to find a way to speak in a a voice that is recognizable. I
1: certainly certainly agree that uh, we must use, I'm I'm from the Black Power era, um,
2: Black nationalism,
1: as, as it relates to our own community, but also in a much broader sense, uh, we, we, we must use our economic power in, in America to say, you know, that I mean, we, we have to go back to the old practices of boycotting, whatever we have to do economically, we should do it. But I also think that we we should uh, definitely make sure that we elect people in office who are going to uh, speak for us um, and represent us, um, you know, you can get a lot of changes changes at the ballot. Uh, we must hold our elected officials accountable and responsible. I go back to what happened in Sanford, uh, Florida. You know, I wonder where were the the black elected officials? Why didn't they speak up? Why did they say anything? It should not have been just myself and Terrence Davis. I or wanted or to don't hide in the dark. Come out in the light. You know, we put you there. We also put you there to stand up for justice and to speak for our community and to speak for our people. We must also hold uh, our our pastors and ministers um, who have uh, the pulpits, who have our people in congregations every Sunday morning. We must, um, you know, say to them, it's time for, you know, you want to honor Dr. King, and and rightfully so, but Dr. King was a preacher. Dr. King uh, was a minister, a pastor. So where are our, and I'm, I'm the last one to be critical of ministers and pastors. I'm one myself. But we need to go back to having uh, pastors, the old religion, the old-time religion, when we had, when we planned civil rights demonstrations, we planned the marches, we planned the sit-ins, we 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 directed them, we let them, and it all happened in the basement of, of black churches through the South. You know, because you're Selma, so you know we just got to go back to whatever brought us to where we are. We need to go back and look at what brought us to where we are. How powerful we were back in, in the 60s and the civil rights movement and how we came together. we've got to come together now, and it would work then. I don't care about the iPads and the notepads and the iPhones and the no phones and the Android. We didn't have none of that, but we had common sense. We had a bond. We had unity. We didn't mind coming together and, and um, you know, doing what we had to do. And and I would propose that we look at um, civil disobedience We we look at um, boycott, Economic boycotts again We look at using uh, the ballot And we look at our pastors And, and not only pastors but The Urban League, the NAACP The Alphas and the Kappas and the Deltas And the Omega and, and, and the AK All of us are uh, black colleges We've got to look at what we were What made us great, what made us strong Back as we say in the day and let's go back to the old kind way. And and I think I think if we do that, I'm gonna say like my grandmother said, I got a feeling that everything is gonna be all right. Are we too busy now? Are we too sophisticated now? Are we too educated now? Are we too uh bourgeoisie now or whatever that We've forgotten where we come, we've forgotten how we got here, but it was through protests, it was through boycotts, it was sit-ins, it was through civil disobedience, it was through the pastors that stood up, the NWCP that stood up, the urban leagues that stood up. Um, we cannot uh, bow, we cannot be bought out or sell out, but we got to you know, stand up and, and let's do it together as a community, and
2: that's where I am. Well, let, let me ask you because you brought up some very important points, and I want to tie this in with uh, – uh, the, the caller that's who's still on the uh, line. And what do you say in this case here? Because he he does bring up a very important point. He said he said to us. He proposed the question. that what would we think if it was George Bush who was in office during this time here, and this was going on, and he never spoke other than to give tell the protesters to remain peaceful. He never said anything on uh, on the behalf, really, of the family, or he never demanded, to a certain degree, uh, justice in this case. How would we react? And his question was tied to the fact, and, uh, Colin, you're still on the line, so you can definitely chime in. He no, was more uh, yeah, or less
3: I'm on am I'm still on the line, and, and I'll just throw out this comparison before he answers. Uh, Merkel of Germany uh, actually was on the ground, when they were doing the protests against nazism uh, in germany a few months or yeah a few months back uh so that's a that's a high profile political person who was willing to put their political capital on the line for something uh that most of us would just call regular human rights so merkel was was courageous enough to do it but it it looks like brother barack hey it's just not a priority so I'm disappointed in him, and like I said, with our reaction, how would we act if George Bush acted like Obama did during this whole 106 days of Ferguson?
1: Well, you know, let me let me just say this: I'm 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 a firm supporter of the president. I um you know he's he's like anybody else. You know, he's not Solomon. He doesn't have all wisdom, but uh, I think there's a big difference between George Bush and Barack Obama when it comes to black people. Um. So I didn't really hear his statement tonight, but I I can say that, that speech that he gave after the um, I think it was the Sanford situation, uh, maybe it was the Ferguson, and then he organized We Are Our Brothers Keeper, and, and really challenges the the speech that he gave on race relations. The fact that he would send uh, the Justice Department in and you know and monitor this, and, and I I think you're going to see the Justice Department is going to really take an active role. And and bring about uh, federal indictments, so I'm not, I don't know what the president said tonight, but I, I you know, so I'm going to, you know, I stand oh, with the oh, president. Oh brother, and, brother,
3: don't worry, you can find it. It's, it's one of the many canned speeches he's given on any other incident. Nothing different about it.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard it. I you mean, I just got left City Hall with the media <laughs> on, on on it, but I didn't hear the president. But I can say that you know uh, he has done some positive things as it relates to. Uh, this situation, they sent a whole a a team of, of Justice Department people there to Ferguson. I was there and I went to Ferguson, and uh, um, Eric Holder was there and other people. So, you know, I don't know. You know, everybody has their opinion, but let's put it like this at the end of the day, I'd much rather have uh, uh, Barack Obama in a wheelchair than to have George Bush on a horse.
3: Yeah, Look, I mean, understood. <laughs> understood, point made. <laughs> all I'm trying to say is we have to make sure that we're updating things. Like all of all of those things that you brought up a little bit ago, all of those different uh, methods that we use, all of those things are valuable. But there's also the idea of we're in 2014 and we have to update some things that we're not doing right now. Uh, as far as most ministers in our country Uh, Most ministers don't have sociologists talking to them, don't have economists talking to them, and we need to change that. So when we have something like the war on drugs for the last 25 years, and our ministers and our local politicians think, okay, well, we just need to be tougher on crime to solve this. And what they actually end up doing is supporting the war on drugs and making the problems even worse because they didn't have the correct information in front of them. They just wanted to solve the thing. You know what I mean? And, it, and it's and not missing because the boat. they, and they were... And it's the
1: boat. I agree. I agree.
3: Right, right. So, so we need to make sure these pe- those people have those tools. And as far as our political class, our political class has to come from a different area. I'm talking about the working poor and the working class because the people who are who we have for the most part, of course I'm not talking about you, sir, you already know. But the people we have for the most part are more likely to side with the with the rest of America than they are with black America on any incident. And they know that their uh their power and their position is based off siding uh with the system. So it's it's not a thing of just saying, Okay, we're after Darren Wilson. No. We have a city that's 68 percent black, 94 percent of the police are that's white. Right. That, that, that's, that's not right. acceptable, and those are the things that's we right. have to change—structural changes. So I, I know I'm Absolutely. long-winded, so I'm going I'm to I'm back no, no, up. No, no, I agree. Way. One, one, of you,
1: I say, one of the things I did say the I did say tonight to the media—and and I and, and, and I stand when I think every police department, particularly those in the metropolitan areas, particularly those uh, departments that serve minority, uh, you know, minority populations that are, uh, you know, uh, significant number. Police departments, the police officers need to have police cams on them, cameras on them. They got them on the cars, put them on themselves. You know, right. let's see what goes on. what do you have to hide? We don't have anything to hide. I think it's good for the police officers as well as the citizens. So I propose that, uh, and uh, I will be proposing that to our own department and asking them to take a look at it and uh, look at the possibility of, of doing that in Riviera Beach. And, the Sheriff department and then we won't have to be a second uh what did it say a quarterback after the game or uh, you know <laughs>
3: Monday, Monday, quarterback. A, okay. Monday morning quarterback and, and brother I didn't know you were still sitting uh, brother I didn't know you were still in office so I do want to say uh if I'd have known that, I wouldn't have asked the question in that fashion to put you in to put you in that tough <laughs> no, spot good, like that, bro. I didn't know, bro. No, you were Who
1: am I talking to? Who's on the other line? What, what's
3: uh, your oh, name? this is Naj. I'm in Atlanta. This is my first time calling the show. I've been listening for uh, about what ten minutes, twenty minutes. But either way, y'all wow. doing good work tonight. I'm gonna hang up and listen, man. But but well, uh,
1: well, let's just say it like this: Power to the people. What about that?
3: Yeah, indeed. Absolutely. Power to the people.
1: It's, Absolutely. Thank you, Reverend. I'm gonna have to go, but let's look at police camps. We don't have anything to hide. We don't have anything to hide. Put the camera on you. Let's see what happens, and we won't have to be looking and waiting for a secret grand jury um, Presentation or right. uh, so-called evidence because you know it's hard to believe even half of what that guy said. You know, I I have a question of what he said, but the bottom line is, anytime you can't cross an examine, anytime you can't present both sides, uh, there's a problem.
2: Absolutely, and, Please, we, and there's much care. work to be Thank done. Thank you very much. Thank you so much and uh, thank you so much once again the Honorable Mayor uh, of the great city of Revere Beach in South Florida uh, none other than Mayor Bishop Thomas Masters and Nodge, I thank you so very much brother what great knowledge and I think you proposed some good questions there inside of it so uh, I definitely appreciate that those of you that are listening for the first time you're holding on you're listening to Hope and Healing our Journey to Wholeness and we have a special edition tonight as we are addressing the issue of the the Ferguson decision and we're saying Ferguson decision uh, because of fact of what went down tonight as it related uh to the uh uh the grand jury if you would trial of um, uh, concerning um uh, the officer darren wilson who actually uh was the person who shot and killed the unarmed 18 year old young man michael brown back on august ninth, and that's very important uh, i know we have another caller that's going to be coming on right now i know that um the producers dealing with them. We have just a little bit of a delay. I think we just may have cleared. I'm not sure if we're cleared totally, but uh, I'm so thankful for those of you that are on. Many of you are on the line, and uh, if you have a question, a desire to speak, just uh, simply hit the number one on your keypad, number one on your keypad, and that will get you on the air, number one on your keypad, and that will get you on the air. We will see it. Our producer let me know that you're there, and I will get you on the air tonight. Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, that's what you're listening to right now Um And I definitely wanted to make sure that I get you in from all over, whether you're calling from Alabama or you're calling from Georgia or you're calling from anywhere in this great country of ours, uh, even those of you that are calling in from uh, way out in California. We're so glad to have you on the air. Now, here's something that is very important. Like I said, for those of you that are listening for the first time, normally our show, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, is dedicated to the issue of domestic violence and rejection abandonment uh those things, grief and things that, that we need to be healed from i thought tonight that our that we needed some healing we need a process of healing and to restore some hope for our people tonight and so therefore tonight's show has been dedicated to the decision there in of Ferguson. but i want to extend this conversation even more uh uh uh, because of the fact I want to get some things done. I just want you to hold on. I'm going to take a short break. We'll be right back after the break. We Be ready to take your calls. Erico 323 784 You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Ficklin. I'll see you after the break.
1: This is the Soul of America Radio.
0: Thank you for listening to J.R.R. Thickman, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. We feature every Monday night a show solely devoted to people that are going through abuse some type of problem in your lives that you can't work out. We mainly focus on domestic violence, the cancer in our lives. Join J.R. Thicklin, your host, here every Monday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock p.m. Central, right here on the Soul of America Radio. You can contact Jay every Monday night at 323-784-9638. Or you can listen to him online. Just follow at soulofamericaradio.com and listen for, look for live streams. And that way you can speak or listen, whichever your choice may be. Thank you for joining us tonight. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin, on the Soul of America Radio.
1: If you're listening via Internet and you want to speak to the host, Please dial 323 784 9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the soul of America Radio.
0: Here's your host, J.R. Thickland. You might have lost Jay, I believe. Last time I thought we lost Jay, was me that actually lost. I'm going to check with our engineers to see if I'm broadcasting. Okay, you're listening I'm to Hope on. and I Healing, the Journey wholeness. to Wholeness, and your host, J.R. Thicklin, is with us. We are discussing the Ferguson verdict tonight. I may be talking to myself. I don't know. <laughs> but it looks like Jay is not on, although I uh, see the can light. you hear me? I
2: think I'm on.
0: Okay, she okay, good, good, good. I'm, I hear you, Jay. Go right ahead.
2: All right. Well, as you were saying, saying, Tony, I'm so glad that so many are listening tonight. And I think this is very important here because the fact of this decision and the bearing that it has, and I've said to those, especially those that are listening tonight, uh, you know, how does it affect you inside of your thinking? I mean, first of all, you know, we, we're coming to a real conclusion here, and it's it's like this, you know, no matter how much you want to believe in the hope in the humanity of man and our society, we recognize that there's a very loud and clear message that is being sent to us, so, do we continue to listen to this message and don't do anything proactive uh, to make a difference in, in this message, or do we uh, actually begin to take some actions from the ground up? I think our caller call earlier thought says. Uh, thought some something uh, that was very important. He talked about the fact that we've got to find new ways of galvanizing. We've got to find new ways to be able to affect what's going on. We've got to find new ways to talk about how do we make an economic statement? How do we change some things here? Secondarily, I, I like to say this because I think everything is up under this uh, umbrella, is that we have to begin to take personal responsibility. It is personal responsibility. It has been proven to us that the system itself is not going to – Eradicate this problem. No, we have to be able to uh, to change the system. We must begin to cause systemic changes. But the system, as it is currently structured, is not going to resolve this. So that means that we have to galvanize our efforts and galvanize our mindset to understand that first of all, we've got to be personally responsible and socially responsible inside of all that we do. So we need to understand the power of our voice, we need to understand the power of our dollar, we need to understand the power of our presence, we need to understand the power of our existence. And I don't think that we quite understand that thoroughly, because once again, I do believe this, the personal responsibility is that we're going to have to start valuing our own lives and valuing one another. I believe that there's a certain discourse in America that has oftentimes been uh, perpetuated uh, even by certain media uh, that we continue to show the images of young black men as being thugs, as being, you know, thugs, no good, discarded, you know, not valuable. We continue to show that. We continue to highlight the fact of uh, the things that happen among black young men, and we make that to be, if you would, the rule rather than the exception. And as a result of that, there's a certain devaluation of who we are because there are those from the outside that look in who says things like that. Well, it is because of the way you treat each other. It was interesting to see that on uh, one – I was reading one reported item there, and it was talking about the fact as people began to talk about what was going on and about uh, how injustice have continued to perpetuate it and with law enforcement and all those things in uh, I'm trying to remember who was the individual who then said that if we did not treat each other, if we wasn't doing the things that we were doing, then guess what? The police officers would have to come out there.
0: And, and, and you know it was what, a Jay, Yes. And President Obama, just to chime in on what you're saying, President Obama said tonight, uh, and I quote, there's too much distrust between law enforcement and poor or black communities. Not just in Ferguson, but communities of color aren't just making these problems up. And it's good to hear. I know uh, Naj earlier was alluding to the fact that the, that the president uh, should have done something earlier. Um, that that that's a judgment call on, on his part. Um, I think I know who Naj is now. And and you know, but I would say that I agree with the president on this on this issue here that there is a distrust, and this decision does not help that. Uh, this decision does not give us the backing of a justice system. But to reiterate something that Nod said and that you've been reiterating tonight, Jay, he knocked it out of the park when he said, let's hit them in the pockets. Let's don't go in our own communities and tear up uh, our own buildings. And that's what I'm looking at now. We're destroying buildings. We're we're burning cars. We're taking on the police. That's not the way. Man, it is so much, you know, uh, you know it's. When you hit it with businesses and you start, now they're showing people looting on TV right now. That's not right. the way I'm you solve the these problems. Down. That's
2: not the way to do it.
0: Right, right, yeah. and and so I'm I'm just wanting to kind of uh, blame on the fact that, you know, and, and I'm gonna go back to this. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and go back to this. We cannot blame. Uh, I I don't know if that's what he was going with it or not. I'm not ready to blame one particular person on this. I'm not ready to say that the president could have done something different. I don't care if it was George Bush, uh, what's the one they loved, Reagan, whoever. Yes. The thing about it is is we as a community have to rise up together. No one man on this planet that's walking around with skin can solve this. It's going to take a community effort, and it starts, like he said, with hitting those businesses, Jay.
2: Not with rocks, Absolutely.
0: but keeping your dollars out of their stores.
2: That is what's going to make the difference, because when it's all said and done, think about it. That's the only thing that really speaks volumes to them. They can care less. Listen, they can care less. To a certain degree, they can care less about the color of your skin, but they love the color of your money. But when you say that, listen, that my money is not going to depart from my hand inside of establishments that does not value or recognize my worth. When we start speaking in those type of uh, dimensions, in that type of language, that's when we will get their attention.
0: Exactly. I'm I'm watching them now, Jay. They're looting a a liquor store, a marketing liquor store. And I'm telling you that that's exactly what the law enforcement or some people might want them to do. It makes You know what? This type of, of, uh, someone mentioned the 60s earlier. And uh, they, and I remember talking to someone else about this earlier about uh, uh, why it did not turn out to be this in the 60s. Well, the peaceful protest that Martin Luther King organized ended up turning to violence against them from the uh, from from state troopers in Selma. That first march, Bloody Sunday. Look at it, Jay. The violence was on national TV. There was the 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 troopers were putting violence on women and children chasing them back to the to the church on, on horses, that spoke volumes. This mess Absolutely. here does nothing but destroy our own communities. Let's do peaceful protests if you're going to do it. Hit them in the pocket where it hurts. Let the violence come from the other end if it's going to come. That's what happened to Michael Brown. Let that speak Absolutely. volumes through other means other than what we're doing. Now, I am very, very upset. And what I'm witnessing, and and again, before I hand the mic over back to you, anybody that's listening, anybody on the sound of our voice, I I know this show goes out, goes out on podcasts, and this will probably be going on in a few days. We get th- Jay gets thousands of listeners in podcasts. Don't do it. Don't do it. Figure out a way to rally with your community and hit them in the pocket.
2: You know, absolutely, and because right about now what is being played out is exactly what they want to be played out. To a right, degree, right. To show, and because it justifies their cause. See, this is why we have to do what we do, because we get this type of reaction from them. Now, in, in, in terms of this, now they're destroying what? Their own neighborhoods. They're destroying businesses owned by people that look just like them in many cases. So what right. are you doing? That's not making a difference. That's not going to change anything. You're going to put somebody in greater hardship that that is out there that believes in the same cause that you do. But when you begin to hit them in the pocketbook, when you begin to hit them from a different angle, I once again say that we have to value. We have to show a value of life. We teach people how to treat us we teach them how to treat us. And what do I mean by that? I'm saying that we have to value one another. I have to respectfully be able to disagree with my brother and sister and understand that just because I disagree, just because we have conflict with one another. Conflict does not necessarily, the next step after conflict is not naturally violence. Violence is not the next thing that happened after conflict. What should happen after conflict is resolution. How do we come to a resolution inside of this? And that's not what we're demonstrating right now. What we need to demonstrate is the fact of how can we stand collectively how can we begin to boycott some of these things that we need to boycott how can we ourselves and i think uh, once again when we start talking about electing the right officials, that's almost a slippery slope because you have to elect people to have a backbone you have to have people elect people that's not easily bought off. You got to elect people who is not full of themselves, and you want to know the primary difference. And when Mayor Master was on the line, one of the things you talked about the old time way, but one of the things that are quite different from then. That those individuals did what they did because they had the people in mind. They had change in mind. They had transformation in mind. Too often today, our manufactured leaders are more about fame than they are about change. It's more about their name rather than about the change. I mean, people, my God, people do two barbecue sales and, and have have one little program, and they're ready for the names to be name to be immortalized in history.
0: Oh definitely. Jay, we got a question for you. Came across the email well the the, okay. the system on the Soul of America Radio and they're asking about what we were mentioning about the uh the businesses. They wanna know how can I make a difference in my community, how can we find some type of leader or how do we organize to do this? And they're asking that question of you.
2: Well, you know, what? one of the things I, I say, Tony, and I've been giving some thought to this, is that literally we have a greater advantage today than we've ever had. Right. Communication, not only social media, the whole point of being able to do blogs and those type things, I think that you set up, you, you, you begin to identify people of like minds. And right. you begin to identify people like mine and you bring them into that central conversation together. And I think you brainstorm and you start talking about what what is going to be our strategic approach. Who who or what are we going to target it first as far as being able to have economic clout? In as much as this, watch this, and I'm going to say this to the, to those that are listening, asking the question. There's a whole thing that we now call flash mob. People do these flash mobs, and, and, and it happened sometime with with, with, with I mean, 80, 90, 100, and even more people at one time, all upon one command, act in unison on one particular thing. This is the type of mindset we have to have when we start talking about organizing, when we start talking about how do we gather those minds together. First of all, it takes this type of mentality, that we can never allow ourselves to be bigger than the cause. Right. Because whenever we ourselves as individually, individuals become bigger than the cause, now we're getting ready to have internal problems. The cause has to always be bigger than any individual ego. So organizing means that I find people of, of the same mindset, but those who can offer inside of different strategies and approaches to do so. So I'm saying, number one, identify those that are like mine. How do I find those of a like mine? Conversation. Sometimes you can post a blog. You can post something out there. Just like Facebook is one of those things. When you post an opinion there, oftentimes you get liked or you get people to come aboard and say, man, I totally agree, or they lend. Or you may find people say, look, I totally disagree. That's fine. Listen, listen. Having someone to disagree with you is only a way for you to double-check yourself. I call it going back and double-check your, your errors. You know, they may be totally wrong, but it calls you to go back and check your errors and see that you dot your eyes and cross your teeth. So one right. of the ways there is when we begin to do those type things, you go, you, you may post a comment on something. You get likes. You get comments from there. And you have an opportunity there, especially if they're in your local area. Now you have opportunity to to go in the inbox uh, and begin to inbox those individuals and say, listen, we're going to have a greater discussion on this. Uh, we can go to a chat room and have a greater discussion on this. We can exchange information and have a greater uh, discussion on this. And you might want to start with very simple places. Right, But places that people frequent, and you can decide that we're not, and you can make it known to them that we're not. We're not going to be patronized. We're not, and we can spread that word to others that share that mindset that we're boycotting. We're not going to patronize them until what? Until we begin to see some justice or begin to see some things happen right. I think that we have to do those type of things. I think we have to make sure that government and, and those in the seat of power recognize that we are serious about this and that we're willing to do what we're doing. And,
0: you know, actually, Jay, you got you bring up a good point. I just want to uh, re- reiterate and, and spin off that point. We didn't have Facebook, Twitter, and that sort of thing in the 60s. Well, they've got that now. Stop taking a few selfies. Uh, stop posting a few pictures of your pets. And go ahead and create a group. You can create groups in Facebook and say anybody yeah, interested absolutely. in talking about organizing this, that, and the other, uh, come to this group. Create an open group and find people of like mind, uh Twitter, uh, whatever other social media we have out there, Facebook, just go ahead and 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 create that uh, uh, environment. See who comes in. You will be amazed at the people that have the like minds. That's the power of social media. Social media. We talked about this Jay early. Uh, uh, we talked about this earlier, Jay. Social media can be a huge downfall and a gunshot wound to the head, but at the same time, with using it the right way, Jay. Do you realize the power we could have for organization all across the country organizing from our living rooms?
2: And that is the phenomenon. Of this whole thing with social media, you say, you know, people talk about. Well, you know, it's, it is what it it is what it becomes what it is in the hands of those that use it. It is no different from money. Money takes on the personality of he who has it. <laughs> your, your money, uh-huh. your money doesn't doesn't show up. You don't go to the bank and when you cash your check, your money don't say that. Look here, I want you to know now. Don't use me for nothing bad. or Don't use me at the liquor store. Don't use me. No, your money takes on the personality of who, he who holds it. You know, the same money you just got in your hand, somebody else may have had. It may have been a drug dealer's money before it hit yours. But when it gets in your hand, you're able to direct it, whatever way you can, uh, whatever way you choose. And that's the same way with using social media, being able to use it for. Uh, the better good and for the, what you desire to use it for. I think, I don't know if we have any callers out there, but every code uh, 323-784-9638 that's how you can reach us today. If you have a question or a comment and you want a question or comment, simply hit the number 1 on your keypad there that lets us know you want to get on the air and we'll get you on the air tonight. And uh, we'll be right with you. Right after this break you'll listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Ficklin along with the president and founder of Soul of America Radio, Mr. Tony Sullen, and we'll see you right after this break.
0: via internet, you're probably seeing a series of advertisements. Please click on those advertisements as they help us to continue to bring you the best in soulful talk radio. Fellowship on Facebook is a spiritual, drama free, judgment free fellowship forum for like minds to share in encouragement through testimonies, scriptures, music, prayer, worship, and fellowship. It is our desire to be an oasis of hope in the midst of the deserts and wilderness of life's most challenging experiences. We welcome you for prayer requests as well as your testimonies as we collectively operate as thermostats, changing life's experience. God's leading in His Word. Join us as we empower lives and shape destinies. That's Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship on Facebook through a search you can find us.
1: If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the Soul of America Radio. Yeah, my, my, my. I am Indy Harlem 2, and I am fighting the power on the soul of America Radio.
2: Worldwide, coast to coast talk radio, this is the soul of America Radio.
0: You're listening
2: to SOAR.
0: And now back to Hope and Healing A Journey to Wholeness with your host, J.R. Thickland.
2: Welcome back to Hope of Healing, A Journey to Hold Us. This is your host, J.R. Thickland, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us here right on the Soul of America Radio Network. Uh, those of you that have been listening just before the break, tonight has been dedicated to the uh, decision there at Ferguson. And and really what we have seen is another mis, uh, mischaracter of justice in our society. And unfortunately, around the country, as we are finding out now, that there are all types of protests that are happening, and not all of them are peaceful. We here believe that that is not the right approach, is not the best approach for us, that it pushes us back rather than push us forward. I do believe in the immortal words of Dr. King, who said that hatred cannot drive out hatred. Only love can do that. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. And we have to understand that inside of what we're doing here. If we want to make this work, we've got to work smarter. We've got to understand, once again, listen, we can't show them value by we cannot demand that they value us when we're showing disvaluing of our own stuff, our own product, our own properties, our own cars, our own businesses. Once again, that is not the mentality that is going to change things. Mm -hmm. But we do understand that the process is slow, and I think that's where the frustration comes in uh, because the process is slow. So, I know we only have about uh maybe another twenty minutes on the air, and I want to get the callers in if you if you desire to share a comment or question there code 323-784-9638, three two three seven eight four nine six three eight that is how you reach us. Hit number one on your keypad. I'd love to hear from you tonight so we, we can get you on your question or comment i I put out a filler here earlier. I would love to hear from you, fathers or mothers that may be fathers or mothers of boys or, or young men or black young men. How does this make you feel? Does it does it complicate your ability to really, uh, you know, speak with your sons? How do you communicate? What are the things that you now feel like you must tell them in order for them to pr- protect themselves or, or for them to understand that the world is not you know, a bed of roses, is not, uh, you know, these rose-colored sunglasses that literally racism, hatred, bias, all those things still exist in this 21st century. So I love you. You know, you Jay, say since Eric- you brought that up,
0: mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to say something right quick. I and Chris is sitting not far from me. What I do, Jay, since since rather really since Trayvon Martin, I constantly role play with my well, one of them is a young man; he's 19, and the other one, Chris, is about tall as me, so I guess he's older. But I, I let them know the ages, Jay, of 18 to 29. Right, Black males are more likely to be victims of gun violence than any race. Now, when I talk about race here, I mean a group of people not necessarily related by by color than any other race in the United States, eighteen to twenty nine Now we've got another element added to that where we have a legal means to be shot and gunned down in the street. What I do, Jay, is I role-play with them. I tell them, being a former police officer, I tell them if a police officer stops you, you do not do this, you do that. As a matter of fact, I say you answer all their questions. If they want something, you give it to them and challenge it legally later. But don't refuse, Jay, because it gives them a reason to throw you down, call for backup, handcuff you and charge you with something, but cooperate. Try to cooperate. So you're right. You hit the nail on the head. We've got to start educating our youth one at a time through Facebook, through media, in person, one on one. We got to start, Jay. We, we, you know, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna shut up before I start preaching on this. Me and you talked earlier, Jay. The media, the media, the media, the media has hyped up this thing for weeks. What's gonna happen in Ferguson? What's gonna happen in Ferguson? What's gonna happen? Mainly CNN. And I can remember my youngest sons watching it going, boy, it's going to be something there tomorrow. Oh, they're going to to tear it up. They're going to tear it up. And I know that other young men were watching that. And it might have built up in their mind, we've got to do something. Something's got to happen. Something's going to happen. We're going to get together. Don't allow the media. I think it was Malcolm X that said the media is one of the most powerful entities on the earth. They have the power to make you guilty. And they have the power to make you innocent. And tonight we found out, from me and you talking earlier, the media has the power to persuade you that you need to react a certain way. And I know a lot of people might say, well, Tony, I just don't think that's what they were doing. I'm just speaking for Tony. I think that a lot of times, especially in these kind of instances, the media can turn minds into another direction. And that's what shows, like Jake, like this one, Jr. Jr. Thickland's Hope and Healing. That's why we're here to turn you back to a direction that's more logical, that that's more meaningful, that that's more that will get more accomplished. So I was so glad you just brought that up, Jay, by speaking to our youth. And I know that you probably do something the same because you got you've got young men, right?
2: Absolutely. You know, and you're exactly right. I hit it on the head. Even now, you know, Tony, with all this happening, you know, and I've been going nonstop since the decision came right in to do the show. And even as I'm talking now, and I don't think one of my sons are listening, but you better believe it. Even at this hour, I'll be texting each and every one of them. We'll have that conversation around it. And we have. Uh, we've talked about What to do very similar to what you said and not to do you know understand that's not the moment to 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 declare whether you're right or wrong right about now I simply need you to cooperate because I don't want you to give any reason I don't want you to give them any ammunition to be able to hurt you to charge you with something uh, uh, unlawfully so it is important uh, for us. To to educate them, and the thing about it, we have to have the right message. You understand what I'm saying, right? About now, hmm. Tony, we may not believe it, but 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 our disposition right now is important. If we're the type that going to talk, you know, if we're going to incite riots, if we're going to talk about what we ought to do with these this and that, and, you know, I, I I cannot underscore it enough. Once again, hatred is not going to drive out hatred.
3: Love. Only
2: love can do that. And so it starts with a love of ourselves, a love of one another. Be the reflection to the world and to the outside system that we value each other, we love each other. That is the way I've raised my kids, Tony. I, I've ra- My family is very much that type of family, and it comes down from my mother and father and from back in that generation. We were just told, we are taught to love each other, and it's very demonstrable amongst us. You talk about the happy people, when they're together, you get us together. We're happy because we love each other, man. We value each other. We know that each other, we're we're important to each other. And so we have to value, we have to carry that type of thing. That's our first defense shield. Secondarily, we have to just, we have to understand, we have to teach our kids about the game. Right. This life, in so many ways, is a big game. It's like being on a Monopoly board, and we have to talk to them about moves that you make and how you make informed decisions and how you don't get caught up in the hype. That is one of the problems that I have in this day and time. I don't want to sound like I'm jumping on, on, on hip-hop or none of that, because I'm not. There are some good hip-hop music, but too much of it, man, is too negative, negative. and what it does is continue to incite hatred, uh, a devaluation of self. It continues to... to to, if you would, degradate women and degradate the way we see ourselves. We, I mean, we use the N-word like it's going out of style. We have no regard or no reflection on history inside of those things, and those things continue to, that's what they see. They see right. that we don't value each other. And so we're very, we're very, very, you know, we're very much inside of that. We're very much inside of that. Uh, you know, and, and we keep repeating those things. We keep going forth with those things, and as a result, man, guess what? We can't expect for someone to do for us what we refuse to do for ourselves.
0: Right, right. And you don't change the law, Jay, by breaking the law. Uh, and and I, I can't I can't stress that enough. See, you and I are both from Selma, Alabama, and we can appreciate yeah. what peaceful protests can do, what boycotts can do, what uh, 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 expressing yourself in a nonviolent way can do. You don't... I'm telling you you can only effectuate change with change and that's got to be a positive change. It's got to be something that that is uneventful. Uh somebody uh um uh, sent me a message just now saying that uh, I hit the nail on the head when I started mentioning about uh instructing them to uh, uh let me see cooperate first, press charges later uh on the on the police or government Absolutely. officials or, or law enforcement. Yes. That's how you change things. You allow the law to do what they're going to do. Then you come back after the fact and say, this is what the law did. I cooperated, but now I'm coming back telling you that this is not right. they got to listen to you, Jay. They can't shoot tear gas at you. If you're sitting there with the law in front of you saying, I abided by this law, this is what happened, and here's my counter to that. They cannot shoot tear gas at you then, Jay.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and those are the things that we have to understand. You know, too often I I think we're glamorized by by violent media, uh, violent gangs, violent movies that doesn't really promote the message of being individuals that are really law-abiding citizens. So what we end up doing is not being law-abiding citizens. We start acting like the very thing that they now want to accuse us of being. And we've got to change that picture. We've got to change that. We're better than that. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, oh my, we're better than that, and I, and I know that we have to demonstrate that. I know we only have about a few minutes left. But we have any callers out there that we need to get on. There, definitely, if you want to get on there, code call If you're already holding on, if you'd like to have a question and a con- or in or comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad. Just yes, the number one that lets our producer and engineer know that you want to come on the air and we'll get you on the air at a time. Your opinion is very valuable inside of this because, listen, we're all affected by this. We haven't seen nothing yet. Overnight, we'll, we'll or tomorrow we'll hear about so many things that happen overnight. And when it's happened, I will, uh, for those that have chosen to to uh, to to tear up and to uh, to loot and to riot, I want them to see at the aftermath what does it change. That's that true, Jay. That is so, true. if
0: you don't to mind, to we can take a quick break. We got nodge wants to get back on and make a quick comment, and we got about sure. eleven minutes. Uh, if you want, we can take a quick break and get back to him, or we can go straight to him. Whatever you want to do.
2: Uh, why don't we go straight to him and then we'll we'll come back with a break? That that sounds good to me. So okay. we, we can get all him right. on. Sure. Okay.
3: Indeed, gentlemen, am I on? Yes, you, you are. All right. Uh, uh, first things first. Uh, just to clear up the Obama situation I brought up, that wasn't a, a critique of Obama as a person and saying that one person can change anything. No, that was just saying. If you have a 95% uh, voting rate from a certain group, then you owe that group not only your allegiance, but also legislation. That's all I was saying with that. I wasn't trying to critique the brother. But uh, moving oh, on. Absolutely. what Right, moving on to what we're seeing right now. Now, this is where it gets big. What are you seeing in front of you? You see things on fire, you see people moving around. The groups there who acted with organizational discipline and walked away after the indictment uh-huh. was not given, they're not on TV. Who's on TV? The people who are acting a fool. Why? Because that's the narrative the media wants to give you. Why did they wait so late to give the announcement tonight? Why did McCullough take so long in telling what the decision would be and go through that long, terrible speech to where it looked like Mike Brown was on trial and not Darren Wilson? Because he wanted to get people upset and tuned up. So people who don't think well who are out there, who are not actually with the protesters because there have been evidence of anarchists down there, there have been evidence of communists down there, people who want to just incite things, people Mm -hmm. with those uh, Guy Fawkes masks on, those people who are down there just to incite things are causing trouble, and now the media is going to use them to give everybody the lens of This is Ferguson. So we can't fall for the okie-doke again and say, okay, we're going to listen to those people and we're only going to talk about the rioters. Uh, There's at D-Ray on Twitter. There's at Netta on Twitter, two of the protesters down there who've been putting out a newsletter daily and who've also been doing radio shows, talking to all the people down there and showing the live streams. And and this is the the generational gap that's going on, too. Uh, Older people have watched the news and got the info Younger people have watched the live, direct streams, so they've seen what's going on just straight in front of them, no filter, no editing, and no idea of what somebody else wants you to see. So these are these are huge things that are going on right now, so we have to be very careful about what we're presented and how they're trying to direct our minds to think about what Ferguson was. Let me tell so you just, something, just naja. careful, Let me man. tell you
0: something. That, that's on point because – Actually, the Ferguson is in the St. Louis area. Ferguson itself has a population, according to uh, Google, of 21,000. The greater St. Louis area has a population of 318,000. How about CNN? Is only reporting that there are about 300 protesters out there. But if you look at the TV now, man, it looks like uh, it looks like about 50,000, doesn't
3: it? <laughs> I know, right? Amnesty International is there. There's all kind of different people there from all over the world. But they're not going to put those people on camera because they want to put the scary black person narrative on TV. This is what they do. Don Lemon is down there in, uh, embarrassing himself as a journalist uh, again. And and that's okay. what we're going to be fed. We have to think better than that and make sure that we're aware of what they're trying to do. So uh, salute to all those brothers and sisters black, white, whatever color you are that are down there doing good work and acting with discipline. And understand that also you don't get mad and upset and violently attack a better armed force than you. You go home and plan. So if you're really some type of, you know, revolutionary or whatever you want to be, It's not in throwing a can at a a police car or setting something on fire. No, you go somewhere and you plan and you say, okay, next election we're going to do this. Next quarter we're going to do this. Uh, We're going to defund this business. We're going to make sure nobody shops there. You make serious, critical plans. You don't get upset and get emotional. So we we got a case now to where they're trying to detail what we see. But all y'all, be careful and think well. Don't let these people decide who we are or what we are. And, brothers, thank you all for letting me on tonight. I appreciate it. And you all keep going with y'all show, man.
2: Hey, Naj, uh, we appreciate your comment, man. Right on point. Very great show. Uh, feel free to join us. We're here every Monday night, and Tony has a show that comes on also. He'll give you the times and dates of those as well. And uh, feel free to call in. Uh, we love great knowledge and great opinion. I think that's very important because, once again, we continue to say how uh we are being given a narrative from someone else about who we are and what we ought to be. That's why we have to redefine, and we have to we have to be the voice that speaks out, and uh, we have to be the one to say, no, that's not who we are. And I'm glad you brought up another point there, because once again, you have some very well-meaning, some very uh, productive people that are there that are peaceful protesters, and as you said, black, white, Asian, uh, Hispanic they are there, as it has been with every major movement in this country. You know, Tony alluded to the fact that us, uh, the two of us are both from Selma, Alabama. And both and but what we understand is that back even during the civil rights movement, the civil rights movement was effective not just because it was a bunch of black people alone marching. But there was other folks who have what I call a soul. <laughs> they have a spirit to understand that injustice in other words, in the very words of Dr. King, injustice anywhere, uh you know, it's a threat to justice everywhere. And so there are people who put their lives out there who got out there and marched. When you look at the Reverend Reed who came down from Boston who was murdered, and different uh, white minister who was murdered, when you look at people like Vala Luizo, who was murdered, they were not people of color, but they shared this same resolve saying this enough is enough. Enough. And what I'm saying is that we have people out there that are that are upstanding that are there with peaceful protests, and I like what you said because the fact of we are dealing with we it's for one of the first time in our nation's history we're living at a time where there are so many different modes and means of communication mm. where we just are not we're just just—we're not strapped and held in bondage to what's on the television, and yet it still haven't said that. We're not just locked down to three networks as we were once upon a time. Now, oh, there are yeah. several different news sources that are out there that's coming. We're not locked down because, of the fact, of uh, the presence of different outlets, whether they be a TMZ or whether they be uh, a Huffington Post or whether they be whatever, News 1 a TV 1, whether it be live streaming, as you've said earlier, there are just so many things that are out there. And so we have of getting information immediately. And uh so we want you to just stay with us because on tomorrow night, uh nine PM Central Time, uh, got to join Tony. Tony's show is coming up nine PM Central Time, same number, right here on the Solo America Radio Network. Listen, I promise you, it's gonna continue on. It's gonna be it's gonna be on and we're gonna have even more information, but we're gonna offer even more solutions because that's what we're about. I think we must begin to heal. And we must restore hope where those that have become hopeless. We must replace hatred with love. We must begin to have that message that is going to resound and become the message of the people, for the people, and by the people. And so, with that said, I know that we're right at the end of we're about. Three minutes, and that's about enough time to get the commercial in. But we thank you tonight for listening to us here tonight. Hope and healing, a journey to wholeness right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. And remember, you can always go back and listen to any of the shows that are on the Soul of America Radio Network right here. You can go by www.soulofamericaradio.com. You can do that. As well as you can also get the app. We have the Soul of America Radio app that you can download. Once again, Soul of America Radio. And I want to say this. For those of you we didn't get a chance to say much about it tonight, for those of you that follow us on Facebook, go to Facebook, Domestic Violence. It is your business page. Join it. We have another page that is very instrumental inside of so many. Go to our Destiny by Choice Two Fellowship page. It is there. It is a page that always is of hope. It's drama-free, and I'm telling you, if you want to find hope and inspiration, that's where you want to go. And listen, until next time, this is J.R. Ficklin, along with uh, President CEO and founder of Soul of America Radio, Tony Saul, and we're bidding you a good night. And until tomorrow, Joe and Tony, tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Central, right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Stay safe. God bless.
1: But time will